I imagine a lot of our listeners have grown really fond of the um, the sort of uh, grating aesthetic of Nick calling in on the phone and me uh, not not uh, having the audio <laughs> skills to properly edit it. So I apologise to those who um, don't like change because um, we are together in person. I'm looking forward. I mean, it is so good to be back in person with you, Chris. Also, mm. I'm looking forward to those last four episodes um, receiving 20th anniversary commemorative special editions with cleaned up audio uh, yeah. in due course. Who's going to do that? What's the future tech? Well, I think the future tech mostly involves uh, going back in time and killing us and replacing us mm. with, with more technically competent hosts before the podcast begins. Yeah. And where do they get our DNA? From, from the amber in which we become trapped later mm. in our lives. And how does that happen? Well, uh, Voluntarily? Because uh, we're seeking immortality? Yeah, yeah. This, oh, why know. am I getting roped into it? I don't even care about it. Because <laughs> you're my friend, Chris. Uh, <laughs> every no benefit and additional cost. <laughs> 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 um, we're going to pick a topic. I we, we had some wonderful submissions. We really well, did. Are we, are we still working through submissions? Is that how you feel? I, uh, I want to go through submissions. I also, in this little round of episodes that we're recording, I, I would like to, the only thing I was saying is I would really like to do a top shooter soon. Mm. So I would like to see if, if none of the uh, suggestions we've got, you know, I, I really get it. I get people wanting to pick awesome topics for us that are like spicy and conflict laden, but also, yeah, I've, I feel like um, uh, responsible somehow for us to have a crack at seeing if we can find a new top of the list too. So Yeah, look, I'm happy to fire out some ideas together to see what you think it might even end up being. I definitely don't think that Stories is going to end up on top in any way. No, that's – I think maybe – maybe look, probably the more – just because of my uh, extreme level of um, – ambiguity sorry not ambiguity ambivalence about uh story as a concept ironically ambiguous. yeah it's, it's definitely it's definitely gnawing at me to know that that's still number one mm. um but yeah so uh just looking at uh, just just looking at the bunch of uh huge list of great suggestions we got from Catherine uh posting to our facebook page the other day um there's certainly some stuff i really like on here um i reckon i'd like to hook through a couple of these oh yeah, go out loud. Come on. Jokes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. It. All right. Excellent. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion. There's lotion, there's lotion. There's sometimes commotion, sometimes locomotion. Rank ideas. Take it to the bank, ideas. All right. Okay. Welcome to Rank Ideas, uh, the podcast where Chris and Nick. Rank ideas, would you believe, in an ever-expanding list. <laughs> From best to worst. From best to worst. Um, yeah, we, the hook. we talk about the idea and then we uh, put it on the list rel- in a new relative position uh, next to everything we've already ranked. Um, so those of you, those completists of you who completists among you who listened to the opening teaser just now uh, know that we're talking about jokes today. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, indeed. Yes. Yes. Noted, <laughs> noted human being, Chris Andrew laughing there. <laughs> um, jokes. How, do, how are we going to define jokes? Mm. That's, that's always the struggle at the top of these things. Um, oh, because all I can think of is, I think there's a George Orwell quote, that's every joke is a revolution. Mm. Um, and like, like I think, what is a joke? It's a surprise really, but I, but it's not. I think the elements, yeah, there's there's surprise, like people, what are, the, what are the big nerdy topics people talk about in comedy? I mean, people talk about surprise, they talk about, transgression benign or otherwise mm-hmm. so maybe that relates a bit to the Orwell quote like something that's um pushing on a 
pushing on a boundary or a perception around a topic or an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very least, you know, just simple stuff like defying expectations or subverting expectations. Yeah. I saw a Rowan Atkinson how to be funny video, like in I remember teen that one, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, like was there like a banana in the cupboard or something like oh that is funny (laughs) (laughs) i remember that banana from earlier (laughs) like just things being unexpected um but i guess in a way uh you know you could i mean luckily we just have the concept we also have the idea of just humor and funniness and i feel like jokes regardless of whether they uh regardless of of the functionality of whether they're successful landing and on who Mm. i think there's a basic idea like um we're not excluding bad jokes they're still definitely not yeah Oh goodness! This, we we need them in there to get the highest possible ranking on the list. Mm. Um, but yeah, the idea of um, uh, yeah, the idea of something that's intended to elicit hum- uh, a humor or a humor response, a, a laugh response from uh, from someone, um, either the person. Yes, because a joke that doesn't really. Oh, can a joke exist? Just from one person? I think you can have a little joke to yourself. I think, I think yeah, the someone, yeah, I absolutely think that someone can count just the person making the joke. Mm. In a way, almost, off, probably often has to for, that, yeah. for there to even be a way to formulate something as a joke. Or how would you test it? Exactly. Yeah. How would it, how would it occur to you to tell a joke if you didn't, if the thing itself didn't occur Quite to you funny. was funny? Okay, so, and that is the, that that's the rawest definition. It has to be, there's, there's a function to solicit the humor response. Yes, that's it. Okay. And um, because I think there's a lot of, um, obviously, culturally that exists in a completely different space from society to society, but also over time, like, like the idea, like if, if you ask me, what is a joke? The first thing I think of is like a question and answer joke. Mm. But of course they're like, they're not in, in mode at all. Like, yeah. 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 If, yeah, they if would... you sat down at a party and like, Hey, everyone listen to this. <laughs> so imagine there's a guy like, and then there's a punchline. Like, oh God, who is this disgusting monster? Shut up. You're right. People hate when I do that constantly. At parties. <laughs> yeah. This is the only vehicle I have for correcting your behavior without fear. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah. So as, as you say, so I, I think probably a lot of the meat of the discussion right now will be in terms of putting uh, a ranking quality on mm. jokes will be about that idea of how, um, what's the virtue? How can you watch the virtue and how does something so contextually dependent, uh, context dependent um, rank as a, you know, as a good thing or a bad thing um, as a global idea. But yeah, but back to the um, first thing you said, like the, yeah, the, um, yeah, the idea of, um, uh, yeah, what's uh, the idea of the value, like the use, the goodness, like off the top of your head, like why are jokes so great? Uh, I guess the, I, I I think there are a lot of like high um, virtues that you can attribute to it, uh, but that are not uniform. And I don't think we'll even stack up against the fact that just life is so fun with jokes. Yeah. Like I, yeah. like taking jokes out of life. I'm mm. not sure if like, honestly, it was like you have to live for the next 40 years, but there's never going to be another joke. I think even me with my hardcore wow. immortality partisanship would, would be, would be having a short, a short, sharp intake of breath at the idea of a jokeless life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, just, just. I'm smiling just thinking about jokes, not even a specific yeah. one. I'm like, oh, yeah, I lo- a joke. I love to have a I joke. love jokes so much. Yeah. This yeah. is another one where I feel extremely compromised. Just be, I mean, I guess there are people who don't like jokes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, certainly, as it, particularly people who in their head they think of jokes as, yeah, like um, frivolous. Hack, or, or just hacky, sound oh, punchline yeah, sure. type of thing. Yeah, or frivolous. Um, I remember um, talking to when I was younger um, and still involved in. Uh, like, you know, like uh, Christian church style environments. 
Uh, oh, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's it's. Uh, it was just such a. It was never a part of life. That it was family background and then mm-hmm. um, partner relationship mm. dependent, and it never. I don't think it is. Uh, yeah, I just. I often just completely forget about that part. Yep. <laughs> those parts of my childhood, but it was a thing, and I remember. But you know, this maybe this is illustrative of how, of how and why uh, certain uh, Christian mindsets didn't get their hooks into me. Which because yeah, I remember. Uh, hearing a church leader once do a talk on reverence, like the topic of reverence, which obviously we'll have to rank separately. And yeah, he was basically uh, talking about church leader and reverence. <laughs> he was <laughs> talking, topics. Yeah, he was definitely talking about the insidious nature of irreverence. Um, oh yeah, and how it was a thing that just really needed to be curtailed and curbed. Yeah, know, because like, if you have any authority, that's the the natural enemy sure, to authority yeah. irreverence. Or if you have an authority that you are protect, like if you have a sense of an authority above you that it's your job to protect. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's much more yeah, powerful. Which I think was the case with this, with this person. Um, and, yeah, I remember just being like, oh, okay, well, look, I mean, I see what the argument you're making there is, but whether I agree with it or not is irrelevant. I can't. That's I, I can't be reverent <laughs> of things. You, can, you are reverent of things. Uh, I am. I think you are. I think I'm, res- I think I'm like actively in the, pre- in a present moment sense, respectful of things. Um, and you know, in the abstract, quite disrespectful of most things, but I think I do. Um, yeah. I listen. You're I'm reverent of your own existence. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's a good point. But again, also I would joke about it at the drop of, you know, it's compulsively. I don't, th- I don't think that, um, okay. I, I think I was too flippant then when I said um, joking is the opposite of reverence. I mm. don't think it is. I think you can be, Good you point. know, your jokes can, uh, I think they're more about how you sort of reframe the truth of a reality. Like yeah. I don't think it has to be, um, I don't think it has to be, I don't, I don't think jokes are disrespectful inherently. No. And I don't think that not joking is inherently respectful. Good point. And I think, um, yeah, uh, related to that, and, you know, it's like the the other big thing that occurs to me separate to the idea of just fun and enjoyment, which I really like the idea of centering the value of jokes around something mm-hmm. about us owning the idea of it's like, you know what, fun and, en- fun and enjoyment is uh, well worth, uh, you know, elevating as the most important thing a thing can be bringing. Mm-hmm. Separate to that, I do... Um, I'm happy to get into the um, pretentious weeds of talking about jokes as uh, a thing that's, that has transgressive power to model other versions of reality. Like yeah, just, oh, I think we have to talk yeah, about that. You, yeah. you can't exclude that because, uh, yeah, it's a major feature. And there's a reason that Orwell quote exists. There's a truth There's a truth in that. I don't know if every joke is a revolution, but certainly um, authoritative regimes breed a certain type of humour because it is the easiest yeah. person resistance to day-to-day hells or whatever. And let's face it, like... Or the dissonance. Uh, yeah, and let's face it, one thing that jokes, like, I think um, that utopian idea of our uh, jokes exist as a challenge to ideas and status quo is obviously a lot of jokes are about people um, affirming their existing sense of things as well, mm. you know? And, I mean, the thing yeah. I've, I've... One thing I've noticed across my life is um, uh, different things have... Uh, stopped or become funny to me depending on just changes in my sense of the world. You know, I'm sure that's fairly common as in like a lot of jokes just play on uh, internalized prejudices. Like there are jokes there, you know, there are jokes that I used to find funny when I was young because they were like playing on stereotypes or prejudices that I was just, re- that I had and received in a kind of default way. And then mm-hmm. once I kind of um, 
stopped buying into those same ideas, then the jokes, I didn't have to then do any work to, oh, I better stop laughing at this type of joke or that type of joke. Like they just stopped being funny. Yeah. It is really funny how um, different the, the comedic, like, because when you have like, I mean, obviously comedians, they're, they're stock and trade to tell jokes and, yeah. and they produce artifacts, which are sort of, frozen in time if they're filmed or whatever. Yeah. And the things that, you know, maybe were the funniest to you, then you watch them again and it's unimaginable because whatever they're subverting is no longer in your value set or, or, or society's moved past yeah, the, 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 way, the way of doing those things. Or it's not surprising or clever to you if something's shocking in a certain way or whatever it is. Even just the fact that it's not shocking anymore. Or that, yeah, there's the Within society's yeah, it's not, middle. Yeah. Not, not transgressive. I mean, I guess, yeah, I think... Uh, you end up in a rare fry space when you get super, when you just become super obsessed in a nerdy way with just jokes and forms like stand up and um, mm. comedic acting that's you. and stuff like that. That's, 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 I'm, I'm a big geek about the stuff. There ends up being this meta thing where you can, I can still appreciate the, the craftsmanship and the kind of mechanics of a joke, even if all of the things that otherwise that are meant to, the that aesthetic. I'm meant to be laughing at are gone. Uh, or that I actually, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, I, I don't relate to this, but. Can you give an example? Um, too much to ask for. No, no. So, I mean, um, someone like, uh, someone who I think is like a really skilled, like one of the most skilled modern stand-ups, like a Dave Chappelle, where mm -hmm. like his last couple of stand -ups. Yeah, I didn't see his last couple because I heard that they were not, like the subject matter was, you know, no longer compelling or. I would be surprised. And it was so good. Like he was so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was so, so good. And, and he's still the same person. Well, and I mean, in terms of his uh, skills chops, mm. um, you know, uh, in terms of what uh, skill chops he uses as a stand-up, he's, he's still that good, maybe better than ever. Mm -hmm. But wow. then, yeah, but it made it a very interesting thing to watch, for me to watch and be kind of breaking down um, as I was watching it, my own experiences considering, you know, like how many of the, you know, there was so many, uh, his takes and his lens that he was looking through. And I mean, he was very, he, at the very least he has a, he has a constant kind of persona of like, and I'm an idiot, you know, which again, you could argue is just a, uh, is a cop out strategy, mm. but, um, he, uh, it's also sort of the foundational assumption for the, the buffoon. Yes, you know, that's right. Gets away with like, that's what, that's why we listen to them at all. Like that's it. in that context, we're not listening to them because they're, like we're not tolerating them preaching because we think they know everything. We're, we're tolerating because they at least outwardly are accepting in some way that they know nothing and here's the exploration or whatever. That's it. And he's leaning into that into mm. the, to the point of actually saying it in his, saying it in those in the, as many words. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but still, there are plenty of uh, certainly opinions and perspectives that he's sharing in that where I'm like, well, no, this is this. this uh, I, ca I can't relate to this. I don't share this idea. Mm. I've, and you know, and I'm judgmental in terms of like Dave. You easily it would have been easy for you to work be work beyond from where you are to another place. Yeah, you have a lot way, of resources and time. Yeah, in yeah. a way that makes me judge you. Also, um, the at the same time, it's a lot of pressure though. Like if you have an aesthetic, mm. you know, and your, your previous success is built off of it, speaking to certain people in a certain way, and then maybe in time you change. And you're like, actually, I don't like. You know, how do you? I mean, this is, this is off topic. We're talking about the career of a comedian. But. It's kind of on topic because I think about in terms of um, uh, context of what people find funny. Like, because I mean, the other, th the, the Dave Chappelle thing, it's kind of a simple, almost mundane, boring example. Like the amount of column inches that those specials generated to me was mm. a little bit eye rolly because to me it was a pretty simple matter of like, oh, this guy was, was a 90s, you know, was basically a, prog a progressive voice 20 years ago. And now he's still around, and yeah, the idea of people wringing their hands over the idea that he might be um, 
outdated and irrelevant yeah, is yeah. like it's like yeah i'm like yes good observation <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. know we don't need we don't need to really wring our hands over like it again, says a lot more about the people writing oh the co- the cultural context of the people writing it yeah than, and know, that's to it. have the, you know these gods and then oh no that's right <laughs> i put all my i really thought that one person would know everything forever in a way <laughs> that i agreed with universally i can't believe that would change it's, and that's what it feels like to me and i mean that's to me that's where it relates back to what we're talking about the idea of the of the joke teller of the fool mm-hmm. being um something that yeah uh can have so much in like you can put a lot of uh investment into um as uh yeah as as a um as as the thing in life that's most reliably giving you the truth or um yeah like i feel again it's 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 why i like the idea of like keep keep bringing it back to jokes are for fun and for to have a good time Mm -hmm. yeah uh because yeah there's a lot that's there's a lot that's great about going yeah but what are all the special elevated things that jokes do that not a lot of that other things can't do quite as well but if you get carried away with it you end up uh yeah you end up guru guruifying yeah, comedians said um i've as i should disclose that i i did comedy as a job for a, a couple of years and i'm glad you finally admitted that to me yeah to myself was the hardest thing to <laughs> my shame laden moment um what, what am i doing what have i become um and i really enjoyed doing the shows and I really enjoyed sitting down and thinking and writing, but I, I felt that it was um, a bad emotional incentive structure to put yourself in, like mm. to re- really keeps you in a stasis. And, and um, uh, for me, I found that I had all these things that I thought and wanted to express in some way. And it was like this, a really safe place to hide, you know, compelling emotion, res- emotional responses to various, um, you know, obsessions or, um, and I sort of only young, unconsciously really but i knew that it was not um for me a, a developmental space it was like a, right. it was um yeah a stasis and 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 the the career of it is even further incentivizes that so i uh, i just share that just to sh- because i think it's interesting to share not yeah, because it re- really it relates to jokes I, uh, but i think that um what then do i think about jokes i just thought i should disclose that because we're talking yeah. about you know that's what the stock you, and trade for you for you as an individual what do you think what do you think made it a safe stasis space for you? Is it the fact, I mean, you know, my observation view is you're someone who's just uh, funny as in you're a funny person in, oh, terms, of kind, you, in terms of your, your witty quick off the cuff, you know, good at um, quickly constructing a comedic uh, perspective on something uh, in conversation, let alone uh, when you've had a bit of time to prepare. So, I mean, is it just, was it just the idea that there, that you had mechanical skills that were, that you could rely on that, yeah, I think the distinction between can do something and should do something mm. is, is definitely part of it. Um, I I felt that like you know uh, in my shows because I I didn't because I knew from the start that I didn't want to be dependent upon um, feeling good be- because people were enjoying a, a certain joke that mm. I wanted to make sure that I was saying things that I actually meant because yep. I didn't want to be out there living or dying you know feeling really sad because people didn't like you know observation that I have about modern life or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh no, people don't think that the fridge is like this. Oh no, I'm really, I'm devastated. I'm like, hang on a sec, this is not important. So instead I, I sort of got around that by saying sort of what I thought were big important things to me. And then by having to make those jokes and having to make jokes when talking about those things, I, it was kind of like a safe place to hide the things that I really thought. Because in that sort of context, you're on a microphone, on a stage, you know, mm-hmm. you're not having a dialogue, you're just... Um, or, I mean, it's a dialogue in a way, but really it's, you know, you're, you're the one with the power. Sure. And, um, and because you're, you know, there's no real accountability because the 
main thing that you're trying to do is okay you can get people thinking here and there but you know it's to be entertaining and, and laugh and I think that um I think that the guruization of comedians is like is a real trap that people fall into mm. because there is that authority and it feels you know you can have such emotionally compelling experiences and I found that also on the tour circuit the people telling jokes like there, pe- there are sorry there are people going around who um, I hope unaware of it, whose whole life is just sort of saying compelling things to the type of person that they are who agrees with mm. their world perspective. And it's sort of reinforcing where so much of the trade is outrage that people wouldn't share the same belief and perspectives yeah, as the sure. people in those rooms. And sure. I found that really ugly. I was like, what are we, you know, what are we achieving? What are we, what's the transformative experience here? Just to be validated and to go away sort of, you know, full of righteousness and, and, you know, and being indignant at people for being different, like I, I really don't like that kind of division. So, um, yeah, is it which is not, which is to be fair, is not all comedy, and no, and, 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 uh, and yeah, not inherent in jokes at all. And it's funny, like, uh, and you know, the the, uh, the reason it brings out such a that version of it brings out such a judgmental side of me, but it's not really on ethical grounds as much as like as someone who's just like a a joke and comedy form. Nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, no, this guy's, this is a huge distraction from the thing, which is just jokes. Yeah, these and are not the best jokes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they're not. They're, they're really not. And, you know, and right at the other end of the of the spectrum, by which I mean right at the other end of the Anglo-centric Western yeah. spectrum, is you have um, like a Jerry Seinfeld who has just a completely sociopathic elevation of jokes yeah. above all else where, yeah. he's, where he's like i care about literally nothing i don't care about my kids i don't care about yeah. anything i care about she's watching him in interviews is stark yeah isn't it? yeah it's really like, yeah. just comes across terrible he just comes across as the worst person a nightmare yeah. yeah also like probably a pretty happy person because oh yeah because he's he's just nothing got, can touch him nothing can touch him because <laughs> yeah. he's like he's like he's like what i care about is jokes and i've told some of the better ones and you just go yeah, yeah that's a pretty and it's been acknowledged and i'm very rich <laughs> And I like that. I, yeah, I also enjoy. It. Yeah, it's like if there's if there were a thing I liked as much as jokes, it would be being rich. Yeah. But um, yeah, the uh, yeah the the um part of me that relates to that isn't the part of of placing it over all other things, but it's the part where I just you know I'm just um uh a, enough of a craft and a Simpson and a systems nerd to just be like man like just just jokes as a as a thing as a construction, and also like I'm not particularly uh. Like I, I myself don't have a lot of joke skill. Like oh yes, you do. But yeah, but like Are you serious? Like so many. I almost had to like mirror back the compliment before, but I was like oh, it's you know too hackneyed for the listener. But or like I'm always shocked at how in any situation you're extracting jokes. I I just didn't even see her there, and I feel like I walk away from it like that's the funniest thing that anyone could say in that situation. And you just say it's such an under like. You just sort of drop it in there and walk away. <laughs> I love it. It's like it's not even it's not performative. It's not for any reward. It's just for the joy of having it. I love it. Maybe maybe it's um, performance fallacy stuff. But yeah, I think I tend to like yeah. I'll admit like I can I can, I'm funny. I can be funny reactively. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not one of those people who exists without any stimulus in the world <laughs> in their well, life. Yeah. I know I know what you mean. But also like I I really like like for me. I know that the, the a thing that I wouldn't be particularly good at is the type of stand up where you just get up and you've constructed some jokes in a mm-hmm. row, which to me is the most is my favorite version of stand up. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, w- I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't be interested. Um, I'd like to see you be forced to do it. Yeah, as I would, as but you know, I know. But again, you've, anyway. I was thinking about this as an artistic project actually, because my I friend am. Star was joking about that we're driving to Canberra tomorrow, and um, 
she said she'd bring a joke book. And I was like, oh, you, do you really have one? She's like, I'll write it. And I thought, oh, you know what would be fun? To force, like to sit down for like eight hours mm. and you each have to write 200 or 400 jokes or whatever. Ugh. Because like, but they'll just become, like maybe the first three would be considered, you know, sort of moderate bad jokes. But I feel like the absurd, desperate claw- clawing as you're just trying to get your numbers yeah. up towards the end would be, would be you get some, just some hellishly funny things, I think. Like, they're, like to, you know. With the context, I don't yeah. think you'd want to go on stage and tell them. Definitely, I um, yeah, I think about the road trip thing reminds me of um, just such a key, uh, just lifelong happy happy memory I have of just like a way that one way that my dad and I have just oh. related over the years is just um, telling each other jokes, like oh. as in like joked it like joke book joke style format. jokes, yeah. yeah, 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 you know, as in that we've heard places. And I mean, Dad started when we were when we were kids. He would just he would tell my brother and I jokes. I don't know if my brother had any <laughs> positive engagement with it at all, <laughs> but I really liked it. And they were all just like really just hoary old like dad jokes, mm-hmm. but um, and you know, often with uh, plenty of problematic content and material. But um, yeah, uh, as as an adult now, like if he's if we're in the if we're in the car, it would always be in the car. If you're in the car and he'll get going, then I'll I'll make it a mission because my one of my favorite joke styles uh, is just that super trollish format of laboriously long joke with oh, just yeah. a punishing setup that leads <laughs> towards just an like a deliberately super weak punchline. Yeah, yeah. I, that that the light was on. That, yeah, that exactly. Joke, yes, yeah, exactly. The, sort of the epitome of that. It is the yeah, very arguably the epitome of that. But that type of thing I always love, whether it's in a joke telling format or in a or if, uh, like something like a film. If if there's a scene in a film that does a joke in that way, um, and I love looking up jokes from other. Oh, sorry. No, no, and yeah, it was like my uh, my mission with my dad always is just to try and punish him with just the longest. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he always had the same reaction which is just like ah like i just live for that but yeah sorry jokes from other oh looking up jokes from other cultures is always really fun mm. and, and jokes in other languages yeah and, you know and to sort of speculate why these might be the archetypal jokes that are, i mean it's hard to know because who compiles the lists or yeah. whatever but there's a there's a couple hungarian ones that my cousin told me that i just i'm just obsessed with um they're, they're so dumb one of them is um who is it that gets up early in the morning puts on a white apron and bakes bread. A baker? No, it's a baker. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And there's another one. Uh, what is it? What is it? it it's, it's, it's green and it's sort of ball-shaped. Um, an apple? No, sorry. What am I, what's the response? Green ball. Green ball. No, it's a red box, but it's, it's faulty. <laughs> Oh, that's really good, actually. Yeah, just stupid, stupid little <laughs> non-jokes that are like their mainstream jokes. Yeah. That are, why would that be the case? I would sit, I'd fit right in there. And um, yeah, it's. I get jealous. It's like when I hear about how obsessed Chinese people are with puns. Oh, oh, that is sad to. Yeah, not, to to not know to not, not have mastered Mandarin exactly. Yeah. Just my dad speaks Mandarin. I'll ask him about it. Oh yeah, because um, I'm not sure if yeah, I'm not sure if there's um, it's, yeah, I'm not sure which of the languages in particular is the most pun rich but yeah it's um definitely um yeah that's that would be more incentive for learning another language than any other i can imagine it's just well i i've thought of um and i've taken no steps to do it so i have you know i've got to reckon with myself on this but i thought uh, of learning indonesian because uh, I, and, and i learned about this at uni a bit but not much i did a study to, to finish my international relations degree i had to do a type of course and the only one that was available that semester for the, whatever category it was was um 
intro to Southeast Asian Performing Arts, um, mm. which was for me like alien at the time because I was there studying history and politics. Gotcha. Um, and I loved it. It was so, it was such a good such a good course. But uh, we learned about Wayang Kulit, the you know the puppets. Yep. The, the Javanese. I think it's Java. Ooh, is it? I don't know. Could be Balinese. I'm so sorry. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about Indonesian culture. Um, but the, the, so there's these puppets, and and uh, you you can picture the, yeah. the puppets. So the, the, it's it's kind of like there's an archetypal story, is my understanding. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering this for the people who know more. Please uh, start your own podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You put your you put your wheels to the road. <laughs> um, the, so there's this uh, sort of an archetypal story, and the same characters, but um, they're performed out repeatedly with different with like people will integrate whatever's happening in society and make jokes about whatever's currently happening into that same narrative and you'll go and it's it's like a whole ex, uh, experience you just go for like hours and hours and people will be gambling and not paying attention and drinking or eating food or whatever and you know and this is sort of it's just a part of that experience but i love the idea of like yeah everybody knows it's kind of like the eternal sitcom or whatever you know mm-hmm. like everyone knows the story everyone knows the setups yeah. and like oh what are we filtering through it today that's you know, I would love to be able to understand that from other cultures. Yeah, the tr- yeah, the um, it reminds me like I've I've a huge um, obsessive engagement with um, like talking about being into just different joke and humor forms, just sort of twentieth century American Jewish oh, yeah. humor, like you know from your vaudevillian uh, origin straight through to straight through to you know um, uh, whoever is the current like uh, Jewish stand up on Netflix. But yeah, it's the the no. idea of um, uh, Did we go back and watch like Groucho Marx? All of that stuff. And things like yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was a bit, yeah, my, my uh, mum's partner was growing up was a huge Marx Brothers fan. So, I mean, mm. there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of just watching um, uh, that game show that he did. Yeah. Um, which just insults people. Yeah. And um, <laughs> what a great spot to put yourself in life. <laughs> just fabulous. And, um, but yeah, obviously, just the, just the mix of, because it's a, dry, yeah, there's a dryness to it to the humor, but it's not like a British sort of like arch dryness. It's still very, it's very emotional engaged, but yeah, that sort mm. of, that sort of, yeah, just, just that sense of existential imprisonment is, is like, <laughs> and, and, uh, but just the kind of, but yeah, just finding it completely humorous, uh, humorous to, um, uh, wallow in the, yeah. And just, just the, just the small moments of life, the small, like difficult, challenging moments of life. Which I think it, yeah, it gets us to one of the big topics related to joking, which is, it's sort of like a, uh, a trauma processing yep. unit, you know, yeah. like there's a, there's a, you know, there's a, there's something, uh, maybe some feeling that people have about their reality that doesn't quite map against everybody else's experience of reality. I mean, that's true of anyone anyway, but that's exacerbated for certain individuals because of their experience and, um, you know, having a little, a little roadmap to share that, that, uh, that mismapping with others is so nice. Like to just to, yeah. to, to make the every the everyday absurd. Just of course everything's absurd. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's such a nice tool for. Well, I, 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 yeah. I as I said as we said at the start, I can't imagine wanting to live in a world without jokes at all. That's it, and yeah, um, and also that idea of, of processing trauma or um, sharing pain. Yep, both inhabiting and deflating the the totality of uh, life and suffering and also and yeah i want to pivot i can use this quote to pivot slightly to talking about some of the um the darker sides of jokes but yeah my um my favorite uh quote about jokes is um 
the Mel Brooks one, which is um, oh yeah, yeah. Tragedy, yeah. tragedy is when I cut my finger. Comedy is when you fall into an open sewer and die. <laughs> it is funny. It's very, very <laughs> and it's funny because that's very at odds with um, you know, uh, modern discourses around the idea of like, oh, good humor punches up. It's like, well, oh, I've never really understood. I mean, I, I like I understand the principle of where I've people l- are coming from when they say that, but I, th- I think it's not an interrogator. It's not a well. In, I don't think it stands up to interrogation very well. I have an em- I have an empathy for the project of trying mm. to yeah, and certainly um, yeah, and and I don't have a lot of empathy for people who want to just laz- lazily mm. sit on an equally uninterrogated idea of you should be able to joke about everything at all times. Mm. Um, that's yeah, but yeah, I feel like the problem with the, with a forming of with yeah, it's it talks about an idea of good humor without um, really defining what the word good is being used for. Like as in, or defining what up is, yeah, or punching is, you know. Like I just think it's um, yeah, blind to intersectionality, and also, but also, it's like it's trying to make it's it's wanting good to mean both um, quality in terms of how funny it is, which is already slippery, and then also good in a in an ethical and a moral way, which is like just neither of those things are uniform anyway. So it's 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 difficult. Yeah, like like I said, sympathy for the project, but um, it just the, the problem is people use that as a hammer of truth, like yeah. uh, and um, as an axiom, and it's not axiom. Yeah. Like it just flies in the. F- it's just it's just easily, um, yeah. Uh, the idea that because um, again, like the idea that cruelty isn't funny just doesn't hold up to even, <laughs> if you just think about Hans Molman for even a second. Yeah. You know, there's nothing. There's like there's that is punching down. That is as punching down as humor can be. Yeah. <laughs> It yeah. is, and it is a perfectly to me that's a perfectly wholesome safe space for uh, yeah. hilarity is the idea of this you know and partly because it's it's a fictional person but also like just the idea of like oh isn't it f- the, the joke is that this this person this is this is a really bad uh, this is a particularly bad person for bad things to be happening to because their life's already really bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the whole joke that's much funnier <laughs> exactly um, it's and also funny when that happens to high status people yeah like it's, yeah. And but and also and also high status doesn't mean um, deserving of cruelty either. Like no, yeah. So I think it's just a little bit of a lazy shorthand. Totally. But I mean, for me, this is the thing I get into. I mean, we'll be ranking cruelty separately, which I think would be an interesting discussion. And I say this maybe I'm just biased because I'm a fairly cruel person. And I mean, a lot of my cruelty in life is based around just the idea of what I think is funny. As in, I will be, I will <laughs> be, I will be cruel as a. I will I will make jokes that are cruel jokes to my you know only to people who I. I've never experienced that. And why not your friend? I've been, I've made, I've, I'm, I'm sure I've. I have a low sense of self though. So I don't even notice. (laughs) You're just like, you're just like, yep, that's a fair observation, Nick, when I've made some (laughs) cruel games. I'm sorry. (laughs) Indeed. But you know, um, all I mean is just, you know, with your closest, with the people you're closest to and feel safe Mm. with, you'll, you'll, you'll rip into each other, um, in the harshest fashion. Yes. And, and on sort of on the road to that, um, I run into a bit of a, like a light conflict with my, my beloved partner Lily, mm. um, because um, I'll often, when I meet someone new, as sort of as a filter of getting to know them, I'll like fire off a few jokes. I don't, I don't even sort of consciously do it, but mm. I realise that like I'll be joking around, um, and and I find that um, it's like a tool for gauging, you know, what you know, what level are we enjoying operating on together? Gotcha, you know, what, yeah, you know wave, where are our commonalities? Check. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, because some people are not fine with, you know even clearly comical insults or whatever, like, as you said, and I find it's just, it's just, for me, it's a really, it's, I guess it served as a quick shorthand to realize, you know, what's the level of trust that we establish between mm. 
each other, like me and someone else. And it stresses Lily out because <laughs> they're making jokes that she feels compelled to intercede and be like, he's just joking, and which of course kills me. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. You, <laughs> I know. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, Lily, I've, I've thought this thing through start to finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm not claiming that at all. <laughs> the, um, uh, I definitely, like I'm a little bit, because I'm um, naturally a bit more shy, I might be a bit more, like I'll wait for there to be a safer like a, a safer sense of... I think it's because before. I'm shy. Yeah, yeah it makes yeah. sense. I'm, yeah, much funnier around people I'm not relaxed with at the start, I, th- I think. That makes sense in a lot of ways. I think the, the thing I relate to massively is, um, uh, yeah, the idea of gauging commonality of experience and wavelength and what type of relationship you can have with someone through locating shared humour. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I, the nicest compliment to me, which, you know, might just... Just say things about me, but one of the nicest compliments I ever received was uh, my friend uh, Caroline, like um, fifteen years ago or something. Just observing, just talking to me and saying that she'd observed that I was just particularly good at um, slipping into anybody's sense of humor wavelength, ah, as in yeah, like right. you know a bit of a like yeah, yeah. more or less a sense of humor comedian, like a, f- yeah. a chameleon. Like I could be talking talking to someone new or. You know, or or just, but she she would see me kind of be around a room with a few different people across like a dinner party or something, mm-hmm. and see me kind of just slip into the the joke style of each person. You know, in yeah, kind of, right. That's, like, that's a very sharp observation there, Caroline. I I was very yeah. I had had unless it's like there's a slapstick corner. <laughs> 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 it was a, it was a Russian it winter was just corner. A, it was just a clown clowning convention. Yeah, but yeah. I certainly it wasn't something I was self aware of before yeah. she said it. And um, yeah, and I mean you know there are obviously there are pros and cons to being to any sort of mirroring behavior in terms of how you can subsume yourself. But of course, I was still I don't know. It's um, uh, when she pointed out, I was like, oh. Um, yeah, that is. This is a way that I um, bridge social situations to get it and get them to a comfortable point. Is just be like, what can we joke about? And you know, for all obvious mundane reasons about relaxing people or feeling that you have, but also just in terms of yeah, knowing, like you say, knowing what the terms of the engagement are going to be. And I find to sort of get to interrogating this a bit more. I find that that as a tool, like sharing jokes with people and finding what the level, the shared um, joking space between you and someone else is is a real um, easy sort of ping, like a sonar to find out what you what you commonly respect or don't respect. So and sure. and, and you find each other's values, like because if you if you're like oh you you know don't touch the sacred cow of like yep. you know being silly with cutlery because we're at a dinner you know this mm-hmm. this cut the cutlery is important. I'm like okay, I don't care about the type of person who thinks <laughs> that cutlery is important or yeah. whatever it is or you know like the government or whatever situation is that you're taking seriously or not seriously. I, I find that, um, the, the joke sort of really like if you're at something and you're expected to respect it and you don't respect it, you'll find other people by making jokes that, yeah. that have the same attitude. You're like, this is dumb. Yeah, this is dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't need to explicitly say that. either. Yeah. Doing that. Yeah. Sort of Jim from the office, look across the room and having someone else match it like in, it does just the just the unconscious look of like, are you seeing this? Oh yeah, yeah right. You know? Yeah, yeah. And um, the, I just uh, made a face into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Super useful. Yeah, are you seeing this, listeners? Um, <laughs> but yeah, the idea of um, uh, yeah, and and again, I mean, it's it it, it creates in groups, out groups, like a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you which know, is the cost that we should talk cost. about because because you know, uh, you can think of any number of marginalized group who have. Uh, dehumanizing jokes yep. about them and re- reduction to category 
Um, that's why I wanted. That's why I was talking about prejudice before, in my mm. sense of because for every prejudice that I see that I've noticed has disappeared from my mind because I'm not laughing anymore. There's still plenty that are left. Like there are still jokes yeah, that course. I'm like that I'm like oh I'm laughing at that and that denotes a fact that like I still have buy into this narrative of humanity that's probably. But, but I think everyone doesn't. And to be honest, I think that if you think that you've cleared yourself of that, that's the biggest red flag. Agreed. In your whole life, that you are missing some huge. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think about, um, the, uh, yeah, like I think about an example, like for me, like, you know, my, uh, one that I uh, never really, like my whole life, I never really joke. I've never laughed at a joke that was about, um, the idea of quote unquote sluttiness, for instance, Yeah, right. just because like, you know, there was never a point in my life where, where that, prem where the premise of, uh, of a slut kind of scanned for me or made sense mm -hmm. as a thing. And so any joke about that, I'm like, yeah. Whereas, like, I definitely still sometimes will see myself like um, feeling like laughing to myself about a joke that where the premise is like, uh, is it's just like, oh, um, guys acting ways that are coded feminine, you know, which is about as that's as garbage uh, yeah as a narrative thing to still like as as any, and yeah, and no, it's like, oh, there's still some, I've still got something in there that's that's even if it's. Uh, sm Milder and insidious is still like maybe I feel like I feel like different jokes can be compelling for different reasons because some of them like you know it's not necessarily under okay you're like oh well, I don't buy into these ideas of um, feminine but there's you also are still a product of a culture that's yeah. that's being you know played with or toyed with there you know like you yeah. can't isolate yourself from the cultural context in which you live that's it um, yeah it was. Um, uh, and you know, it's it's at the insidious level where like it's not like you know I don't um, it's, it's not like I find old school like movie humor. Where it's like oh now the guy has to wear a dress to escape mm. the situation. Like mm. that's I don't find that funny at all. But the um, this is doubtfire. Come on. <laughs> well, that's different. He he's doing it for his children's love, Chris. Yeah, that's Pretty not violent thing to do. <laughs> that's not that's not funny. That's just inspiring. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I never, would kill for my children's <laughs> love. <laughs> yeah, that movie's a straight drama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, but yeah, but I was thinking more. So I was I was at a um, friend's uh, wedding one time, and um, uh, just just hanging out with like uh, the the groomsmen party, mm -hmm. and it was a bunch of guys from the inner city, and I could just their sense of themselves as the boys, you know, we're the oh, boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they're the boys, God, and I find that intimidating, and you know, talking, yeah, like it's very outside of my thing, but also like because I. Um, it's, you know, the, and they were, they were t talking about like footy and whiskeys and all these things where I was just kind of trying to hang tough in the conversation. But also because they were the kind of Melbourne version of it, I was, I couldn't help but compare them in my head to the um, Broken Hill version that I grew uh, up right, with. Of right, like, right, like yeah, that, of course, that next of level, that next level again of like the boys and just, and I mean like the, the joke that I just kept telling myself through the thing like reflexively was just imagining those guys trying to hang tough like just suddenly being transplanted into regional Australia yeah. and trying to keep up their sense of their own masculinity there and how much they would fail, which is like, I'm like, there's no, there's no humor there for me unless I'm still buying in on like a, a subtle level to the idea of um, that as uh, validating as, trait as, of masculinity. As, exactly. Right. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, uh, uh, there's no, and again, it was like, you can't even install a drywall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, hang on a sec. Exactly. Why do you need to be able to install That's a drywall to be valid? <laughs> and obviously like both cohorts were definitely way more quote unquote blokey than me. So 
Okay, but the, yeah, but um, you could wrestle them. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 uh, cornerstone of Australian masculinity. Exactly. Yes, freestyle wrestling. Um, but uh, here's an interesting one for you that you might like so for social progress. Because um, uh, I just started playing football with a team that's on the street here that I live in, Brunswick. Yeah, and um, and it's much more masculine than I'm used to as a yeah, culture. Because right. I played in Canberra for ANU, which mm. is probably like, you know, a um. It's a on the spectrum of how these things go, you know, yeah, you know, at one end, and um, and I was quite surprised to be transformed into that environment with so many adult men, and I was a bit taken aback. And, um, and uh, there's also because of the 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 new. This is one of the things I love about football is the the filtering of cultural narratives through it because of the new um, uh, excitement around women's football there's there's a very strong vibrant women team at the thing yep. and i'm in the the male group chat and it said um come along to rego night on thursday 12 dollar dinners there'll be beers and there'll be 50 females there whoa <laughs> and, and even just the term females i know i know i laughed so much whoa. i was like oh i gotta screenshot this and i didn't and then but a second later he deleted it it's like message removed he's like come along on thursday there'll be 12 dollar meals beers and good times <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, here we go. Wow. We're really, um, this is the march of social progress. Uh, like, I'm witnessing the bleeding edge as yeah. it's happening. <laughs> yeah, he was bleed. He was literally bleeding in that moment. Yeah. Um, I um, yeah. The. Uh, but that's. I feel like that's a joke to share that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's funny. Agreed. But again, and again, this t- brings us around to the costs as well. Like so many effective great jokes are about literally it's just hey let's just look at the thing at this thing that someone else is <laughs> yeah. self-consciously doing that yeah. is clearly ridiculous right yeah. and i mean is it because we're it's mirroring our own hypocrisy that we unconsciously know that we have but it's somewhat on someone else do you think that's part of it i i because it's I very satisfying think, i have to think that's part of it yeah. but also like you know getting back to the idea of cause it's funny right because i think of my because i'm uh, actually quite a sensitive person like i um as in I'm sort of battle hardened by life to be like, well, you know, if people rip on you and make jokes on you, you, you handle it and you, mm. uh, it's fine. But every time anyone's ever made fun of me, even in the most benign, lovely way in my life, there's part of me, there's a deep part of me that's like, Hey, <laughs> every time. <laughs> Sorry, this is for other people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is something I enjoy. Yeah, that's right. And then, you know, obviously, obviously they're my impulses and, you know, like, again, even though I, um, have a, have a, on paper, a take of like keeping my, you know, most savage, uh, burns and jokes to people in life where I feel like we've built a trust to do yeah, that yeah, of course. or they, or that they're okay with it. I still frequently go too far. Like mm. there's been plenty of times where I've had to apologize to people for <laughs> <laughs> just, for just going in too hard in the joke. And, um, I thought it would be funny if I shaved your baby. Exa- yeah, exactly. It is funny. <laughs> yes. You're in the wrong. That's right. I mean, uh, I'll apologize to, and I've, I've apologized to Jesus and he's forgiven me. <laughs> um, <laughs> <His> baby's called Jesus. <laughs> yeah. the, the shaved one over here. But yeah, the um, yeah, but that uh, idea of you know, and again, I'm I'm really interested for us to rank um, harm as a concept at one point. Uh, but yeah, the idea is, but we've already talked about it in some of the other other discussions we've had. Like, um, you know, there's there's cost and there's harm inevitable in all human systems and actions. Mm. Uh, jokes typify that for sure. Like, and again, there is that idea of um. Even just the fact, the thing that I like, that I like equal best about jokes, um, which is their transgressive ability. You can't transgress a social norm or a way of seeing things without upsetting somebody or like yeah, sure. you know, doing well, harm. That's why it's a transgression. That's it. Um, and yeah, like I feel like that's because you know people talk about there's there's a there's a 
area of um, comedic theory that's that, where they talk about the benign transgression. It's like, oh, a joke is about finding the it's about the trans, finding the transgression you can make that is uh, relatively benign, where you can you know where people will feel the sort of frisson on it in this titillating way, but yeah. it won't really hurt them. And I'm like, mm, I think you're trying to make yourself feel better there a bit, joke tellers. Yeah, I, there's definitely. Um like you see that in stand up a lot. Like I think in good stand up, like you're like, oh, this person's out there telling everybody how dumb they are and how yeah. ridiculous they are, and they're they're loving it. Like, what? That's a, that's a skill. Yeah. I um, even just that idea of uh, what you were saying before, like you know, because the thing I find myself doing all the time is just like performing, like just telling self deprecating jokes, and it is it's that it's that idea of like, oh, it's important to me to locate and highlight my hypocrisy. Mm in a way that shows that I'm self-aware about it, you know? Like, yeah, that way like, you don't have to do anything. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I identify that. Look, don't worry, I identify very much as someone who knows that they're yeah. hypocritical. We already we already did the self-awareness episode. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Listeners, know, listeners are solidly across it now. Hopefully. Yes, but, um, yeah, but there's still that notion that um, you, uh, yeah, this, uh, it's everyone's buy-in to the joke is the idea of, like, um, the, the element of, uh, friction or risk in the telling of it. Um, although, yeah, I mean, again, there's the, there's the flip side. Well, then there's this side. It has to, has to happen, but it also, um, the people who are getting to laugh at it, the people who are feeling that they are located in a relatively safe space mm. around what's being ripped on. Yeah. I think that like the inherent virtue or, um, harm of jokes is kind of like, it's similar to story in a way that it's just mapped to like, you know what what's happening what's happening elsewhere in humanity the, the intersections of you know our our blind spots or our um you know uh, need to other each other and 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 reduce things to category just to be able to navigate through the world at all yeah large spheres of information and i think that um the real just because i feel like we should get to ranking cuz yeah, cuz it's, really know, it's been an episode where we just enjoyed ourselves or at least i've enjoyed myself and sorry like, listeners yeah I hope that that's infectious. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I think that like the, for me, it's, it's similar to story in that it's like a, it's a way of transmitting information, but I think because it's like fundamental element is to be fun and like, to, or to be enjoyed to share in that way mm-hmm. and it's capacity to, uh, you know, a good joke can share so much. Um, I love it. I, I really, I, I rate jokes really highly. Yeah, same. And I think um, for me, you know, you can get really mundane about it in terms of being like uh, humor is part of our, and the, you know, and the desire to move towards humor and, and laughter um, is just in there in the brain. Like the humans, mm. it's just an, it's clearly just part of the onboard. Not uh, for everyone. Interestingly though, like there no. are definitely personality types and who just don't, but maybe it's just that they're not, com- they're not, finding the same common spaces that many, many others are. I'd Maybe. really be interested to hear from mm. our listeners, like, you know, if anyone's listening and feel that they just never find anything funny at all, yeah. that would be really interesting. Or if you're a neuroscientist and you like know yeah. that some people just don't like abstract connections of information. Or totally. Whatever. Yeah. Because yeah, that's, that seems as likely as um, any other um, di- yeah divergence from the norm. But yeah, I'd be interested to hear about it as, and to hear how that expresses itself in terms of um, a person's experience of the world. Um, but uh, certainly I think we've talked a lot about how there's a, you know, in terms of like people's common 
people's expressions of community and togetherness and relationships are so frequently, so, not just so frequently, but so effectively done through jokes. Mm. You know? um, yeah, I, I really feel, I mean, at the, at, at the moment, our top two on the list, we've got story at the top and generosity underneath that. Um, a joke is a generous story. Yeah, I, f- I feel like, um, you get, again, it's an, jokes is, is, it really feels like another one that um, gets increasingly bulletproofed the more good ideas are up, up weighted on the list and bad ideas are downweighted as well. But even then, it's almost kind of bulletproof to that as well because not in a way where it's like, oh, you should joke about everything at all times to all audiences, but more it's just kind mm. of like it's... We're yeah. not suggesting that. No, but it is. It's just such a... Um, uh, it's just such a superior way to put, yeah, to to violate boundaries. Oh god, that said, I feel like like I prefer jokes. Like jokes are a preferred type of story for me, but I feel like if you could only take one onto the arc, it would be more important for me to be able to share information in the way that stories can than just like if. This is where we run into trouble because, like, you know, you're not just taking one thing onto the arc, are we? Like, this, I was just thinking, you know, if you can only talk to people through jokes, mm. that's hell. <laughs> like, that's, you know, we know it those is. people. Well, again, if we I put if person. we put jokes at the top now, that's fine as, as long as it doesn't end up permanently at the top. I don't even mind it being permanently at the top. I just feel like as long as it's not the only, yeah, you know... We'll We're what, not what, positing that you're going to build a society just around jokes. Around one idea. Well, I mean, I'm positing, one I'm positing that you should and that I get to then hear about it afterwards and how it went. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Last I, one day. Yeah. I think my, for me, the argument about jokes being above story would just be about just the just the cleanness and quickness of efficiency mm. of it. Like just that idea. Yeah. Of, I mean, look, when we were talking about top shooters before, I was thinking of ideas like, like truth or mm-hmm. like, you know, a, like a perfect, like language or something like that. And yeah. I feel like those are still going to be above jokes to me at least. Sure. Sure. Um, so I think, uh, I'm content with it being on top to riff. Are you? Yeah. I, I, I feel strongly about it and yeah, all I'll, I'll just finish by saying, yeah, the main reason I feel strongly about it is just the idea of it's just being the, if, yeah, it's, it's just such a, a, a quick, easy way for society to start working a good, a good society to start being a good society. Like within, yeah. within the first few minutes, you know? Well, bad societies forbid jokes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, in fact, maybe this would be a nice spot to finish. My friend Jamie Freestone told me about um, uh, under, I think it was Stalin. I'm not sure which composer it was, maybe Rachmaninoff or something like that, mm. um, was commissioned to do a piece and, you know, he hated the the society, the totalitarian society, and did a piece called... Um, Nobody can question that. I don't, look, I don't even know what it is, but something like the unquestionable virtue of the glorious communist, and like, and they can't, they yeah. can't criticize him for it because it, it buys into the joke. Like, it oh. acknowledges that it's not true. So it's very, like, it's above reproach. Yeah, genius. So good. Yeah, perfect, perfect note to end on. All right, thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs>